0: all right ladies and gentlemen welcome to grease the wheels it's your weekly podcast from your uncle jimmy coming to you live from the rock and roll garage the podcast for technicians spy technicians about technicians actually perform by a technician an actual working breathing living somewhat technician today i want to talk to you about customers Uh, Not something that we have to deal with too much, but there's a a lot of different types of customers out there. I know we've done a podcast on customers before, and we've mentioned how they are very important to our business. And they are. They are absolutely, completely, 100% essential to what we do. They're essential to the shop or the dealership. They're essential to the service advisor. They're essential to us. They bring us the broken shit that we fix, okay? There are some people, however... And I know that you will all agree Who need to stop bringing their fucking shit To us to fix And I'm talking about bad customers And there are A lot of bad customers out there And I want to talk to you about them today Because here, here's a Well I want to start right out with this from the beginning Okay Because you've heard this for years and years and years The customer is always right Well let me tell you something right now The customer is not always right That's bullshit They're not right in fact, more often than not, they're fucking wrong. A lot of times they roll in and they have some sort of fucking convoluted idea about what the fuck is wrong with their car and also about how it should be fixed and also about how much it should cost. Here's here's the thing that I would like to tell you. A lot of people will tell you that, uh, and this is this is the real nuts and bolts of it, okay? A lot of people will tell you the customers are not always right. Uh, they're wrong sometimes, but they, but you need them, okay? Now, when you say you need a customer, what you're saying is that you need 100% of your customers, and that's wrong. You don't need 100% of your customers. There are fucking millions and millions of cars on the road in this country alone, and there are millions and millions of people who own those cars, and you know wanna know something? There is not one mechanic or one shop out there fixing them all. And if you had to take into account how many cars there are and how many shops there are and how many customers there are and how many technicians there are, the odds don't work. There's way more cars and way more customers than there are shops and technicians, which means the flow of work should be steady. And it is, typically. Sometimes it's slow for whatever reason, but it probably shouldn't be. And here's one of the reasons why I say it shouldn't be, because I rarely, at least when I worked in an independent shop, I, I could say this, it's rarely been a car that was in my shop that didn't need some sort of service or some sort of repair that that customer was ignoring. There's something about their car that's fucked up and they don't care because they don't wanna fix it. They don't wanna pay anyone to fix it because it either A, doesn't bother them or B, they don't have the money. Does that make them a bad customer? No, it doesn't. It doesn't make them a bad customer. What makes them a bad customer in those particular cases is when it's important. If somebody's got a broken door handle on the rear passenger door and they don't give a shit about it because it's going to be $100 for the part and another 150 to install it and they don't feel like spending $250 just to be able to open the passenger side rear door, I get it. That makes sense to me, really. I mean, if I'm a mechanic, I would fix that myself, but even if I wasn't a mechanic and I had to pay somebody to fix it, I would say, yeah, fuck that door. As far as I'm concerned, it doesn't have a door back there anymore. It's just permanent. But when you get some cocksucker who comes into your building and he's got brake pads that are worn right to fucking metal and the suspension is all fucked up. The ball joints are all worn out and the thrust arm bushings are shot and the sway bar links are bad and the tires are bald and they got cords hanging out of them. And then they don't want to do anything to that car. And you know that they're not capable of doing it themselves. They're just not going to let anybody do it because they don't want to spend any money on that car. But yeah, guess what? They're going to keep driving the fucking thing. They're going to keep driving it. And you know what's worse? This is the worst part about that. And this is ha- this happens in almost every case, as as I've seen, is you'll get a car like this that is just so fucking jacked up that you wouldn't even drive it to the goddamn junkyard. You'd have it towed. These people have a fucking child seat in their car. I mean, literally, they should be arrested for child abuse or at least child endangerment. I mean, when your car is fucked up to the point where it can't stop and it can't go straight and and it's all... You're just headed for disaster, and you've got the kids strapped in the back. You're riding on a space shuttle Challenger, honey. This thing's going to explode in midair. Those customers, to me, are bad customers. They're bad customers. Figure something out, okay? Put on a credit card, get a loan, make a deal with my boss. My boss had a credit card that was available for repair loans. Lots of places do that now. Get the car fixed or get rid of it. But don't drive your fucking kids around in it, okay? It makes you a bad person. It makes you negligent. If you get into an accident and your kid gets killed and the accident is actually somebody else's fault, but an insurance adjuster comes out and looks at your car and sees what horrible condition it is and then finds an estimate from a shop where they said that you need to get all that shit fixed and you didn't, guess what? You... Are to blame that's a, that's a bad customer Another one that's a bad customer is where Something is wrong on their car And, and a lot of times this, what I'm referring to is like Body damage Let's say you have a, they have a scrape in the, in the right rear quarter And they, they pull up And nobody comes out to look at the car And they're thinking to themselves Geez they didn't even look at the car Before they wrote the RO up And so all I gotta do is when I get it back Just say hey where did this fucking scrape come from It wasn't there before And so now you're in a pissing match with this guy or this person, because it could be a chick You're in a pissing match with this guy He's saying that you dented his car You know goddamn well you didn't dent the car But guess what? He's saying you did So what do you do? Well, you know, that's, that's one of the cases uh, Where management has to step in and figure out what to do you know and a lot of times what they do is they take the side of the customer which is wrong because that's a bad customer you don't need a customer like that tell that guy to go fuck himself and get the fuck out of there you know cuz if you if you've been working on cars For even a short amount of time You guys know this as well as anybody does That if somebody comes up to you and says Oh this just happened And the fucking metal is rusty Underneath the paint where it got knocked off You say yeah go fuck yourself That happened like at least a year ago Jerk off And if he's trying to blame you for it That guy needs to have his ass beat Okay that's a bad customer There's a lot of other bad customers out there People who uh, maybe they authorize a repair And it gets done And something else goes wrong later And maybe a lot later Maybe two or three days later, or maybe a week later, or a month, or even two fucking years later. It doesn't matter. Something else goes wrong, and it's it's not technically related to that, or maybe it is related to that, but it's just something that they didn't fucking okay, you know? I mean, it's like, you know, say they needed a water pump and the radiator hoses were really crappy looking. Okay. So you did a water pump and they declined the radiator hoses and here you go. Three days later, the radiator hose is leaking. And so when they pull in, they say, well, now, you know, you did my water pump and ever since then my my radiator hoses have been leaking, they go, yeah, that's because they're shit. They're shit. And because you're here giving me shit, now you're shit. So you're an offici- You're officially a bad customer. What they should do is roll in and say, "Well, you said I needed uh, radiator hoses, and you were right. So could you put them on? To have them put on, and be thankful that you know that didn't overheat, warp the head, destroy the engine." No. Instead, they come back in with this. Well, ever since you worked on my car, oh! those are the kind of customers I'd like to beat the fuck out of. The ever sincees, really, because a lot of them are ridiculous, and I know that you all have. In the back of your mind or maybe even written down somewhere a bunch of ever since you stories that are just fucking ridiculous you know the one where oh you know you you put tires on my car in the front now my rear window wiper doesn't work. You know, I'm serious. This kind of shit happens all the time. People are always looking for somebody to blame for what's wrong with their car. And that's what really comes down to. That's the, the nuts and bolts of this particular podcast because you have customers that are good and you have some that are bad. And when something goes wrong with their car, a customer who's a good customer knows that shit breaks. Things happen shit happens. They know that. And if they have a good relationship with a shop or a mechanic, they can call them up and say, Hey, you know, I got a, I had a problem with my brakes and I was looking at them. They're really low. Can you take care of them? That's a good customer. A bad customer will try to think back and remember what you did to their car two years ago. Remember you put ball joints in my car. Now my brakes are bad because my, you did my ball joints. And you know, you might laugh if you've never had to deal with customers at all and you might think oh that's just bullshit uncle jimmy that never happens no that fucking happens all the time remember this honestly if you just remember nothing about this podcast every time someone's car breaks or breaks down or needs repair every single time that customer is looking for someone to blame for that problem they're looking for someone to blame okay now you as a technician you don't do that And so it seems ridiculous, but it's the truth. The other thing that customers say is, well, my car broke down at the most inopportune time possible. They go, well, you ought to know something? No matter when your car breaks down, it's the most inopportune time. It's like, oh, my car always breaks down at the worst time possible. Yeah, because anytime it breaks is the worst fucking time possible. Because you don't, a lot of people don't own a car just to drive it around and go joyriding. And if it breaks, they're like, oh, well, I was just joyriding around anyway. You know, they were either on their way to work or to pick up the kids, or go to school, or maybe they were driving across the country, or maybe they were going to the hospital. There's a million things that we do with the cars. It's a very purpose-driven thing that we do when we drive them. So when they break down, guess what? Now we're fucked. (laughs) There's other customers that are bad, and and there's a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of ways for a customer to be bad. Um, I've had customers accuse me of not doing things to their car, and that's the reason why it's not working. And uh, I got to tell you right now, I mean, if you don't know me, I am very meticulous, very thorough. Um, I make sure that all the cars I work on are are right up to snuff, just as if, exactly as if I own them. So I'm the one guy, I am the one guy you will see in the shop setting tire pressures, measuring the tire tread, measuring the brake pad depth. You'll see me doing that on every fucking car, because I treat them all as if they're mine. That's really, to me, honestly, I think it's about the only way that that's going to work. I, But I don't say anything to anybody about how they do their jobs, because that's not my bit. I'm not in management. If somebody tries to tell me that I didn't fix their car right, them are fighting words, and I'm fucking serious too, okay? Because, I mean, I don't like to break my arm patting myself on the back, but I know what the fuck I'm doing. And if somebody accuses me of not knowing what I'm doing, they better be good at boxing because I'm going to punch them right in the fucking face. I'm not going to put up with that shit, okay? I've worked a long time doing this job. I've, I've been around cars all my life. I am familiar with every system on the cars. I know what I'm doing. So if a customer comes up to me and says, oh, you you did this, and it, it, you know they try to accuse me of something, uh, they try to accuse me of... Uh, breaking their car or causing some sort of problem with their car. I'm going to be indignant about it. I'll take a look at it. Honestly, I'll take a look at it and see if maybe something went wrong in the repair that I did. But if it didn't, that shit better come to a screeching fucking halt. I'm not kidding you when I tell you. it's They're be fighting words. And I think for, for the technicians out there, it should be too. And I think a lot of times we run into problems because of things that uh, other people who are ill-educated uh, Read, i.e., service advisors, we're we are uh, chastised and uh, ridiculed and uh, uh, blamed for a lot of things that, that happen or rather don't happen sometimes by these people because they they don't have any anybody else to blame. You know, if somebody rolls into a shop and says, "Oh, your technician didn't fix my car right last time," they might say, "Oh, yeah, well, okay, yeah, he's not that good." You know, or, you know, he. Some of them won't stand up for you. Some of them will. Some of them you know, it, it depends on what day of the week it is. But that—that that here again is a whole nother That's a whole nother podcast, folks. Your service advisors. There's no way to uh, accurately uh, uh, discuss them in, in a half hour or even twenty minutes. Twenty minutes or half an hour. But uh, there's other. There's other ways that customers are bad, and then there's so many ways they can be bad that when we get a good one, we really need to treasure them. One of the other ways that they can be bad is that they just don't do the maintenance. They just don't do their maintenances. Now, I I get it, okay? I can see the problem with doing maintenances. The problem is it's a zero-sum game. No one ever got maintenances done in their car, and while they were driving home go, wow, my car runs so much better. It's not the way it works. I'm telling you that if if you change oil on 10,000 cars and then ask the customer later if they noticed anything different about the car, they're going to say, no, they don't. It's just not one of these things that makes the car run better. You know, an air filter, it doesn't, it's, it doesn't make the car run better. Actually it does, but it's so marginal, so infinitesimal that no one's going to notice that, you know, I do things to my car and I notice that it runs better, but I'm really in tune with it. And a lot of times I actually drive around with the radio off being one with the machine, believe it or not. I mean, that sounds kind of nuts, but that's that's one of the things I do. So you get those kinds of customers, and those are bad customers because they're not customers at all. Um, I've actually seen brand new cars. Well, not brand new cars. I wouldn't say that. I've seen cars that on used car lots that got traded in, and you look at the uh, paperwork for the car should still be under. You know, you find like a, a, a two-year-old car. On a used car lot and it's a nice car and you're thinking why is that car on a used car lot and not on a uh, used car portion of a dealership slot you look at the uh, information on the car and you find out that the warranty is voided and the warranty was voided because they didn't do the maintenance the maintenance was not done nobody's going to honor a warranty for a car that has had zero maintenance done because the car companies themselves the manufacturers they know for a fact that if you don't maintain the car, that they're not going to run right and they're not going to run for long. There's that. That's a bad customer, you know. That's an idiot, really. A stupid customer more than a bad customer. You need to try to steer clear of these cars. I've seen cars where you, uh, people will say, oh, you know, I, I just had the oil changed... Uh, and then they'll make up a date, fairly recent, and then you dig into the engine because it has some sort of noise, and you look and maintenance has not been done. Not too tough for a technician to tell. If you've been in the field, even for a short period of time, really, if you pull an engine apart, you can tell if the maintenance has been done, if the oil changes have been done on a regular basis. If they haven't been done, or if the wrong oil's been used, or the wrong weight's been used, you can probably tell that too. There's definitely evidence that's there. So these people are bad customers as well. But I want to talk about, I got two more levels of bad customers. Another level of bad customers, and this is probably the worst ones, are people who just don't want to pay at all. And what I mean by that is that, and if you're not careful, this can happen to you personally, okay? They won't, uh, they will drop a car off to have it get repaired and they'll leave you a key and they'll authorize repairs. And if that kind of a shop doesn't keep that car in a locked in area or in a fenced in area or indoors, then they'll just come by later and pick it up with another key that they have and not pay you. This happens a hell of a lot more than you might think where people actually just steal services. They could roll into a shop and give you false information. You know, If they gave you a VIN number for a car that they don't have or, you know, change a couple of digits in it Maybe change the uh, license plate number Give you a false name Boom! You fix the car You park it outside in good faith It's gone You go and you check on all the information the guy gave you Guess what? Not good, wrong information You're chasing a unicorn You're chasing the Loch Ness Monster There's not out there That's something that you have to deal with And if you do side jobs And, and I will admonish you now That something we got coming in the future This This particular podcast is uh, going to be sponsored by some people who are going to be bringing you side jobs and uh, side jobs that you can do at your leisure, side jobs that you can, you can do whenever you want. But if you do side jobs, you cannot, and I repeat, cannot let the customer take the car without paying you. You can't do it. You just cannot do it. You can't trust people. Pe- do not trust people. They will ruin you every time. Now, there's one last set Of customers that I want to talk to you about and these are the worst customers ever and they are family now maybe I maybe you have a big family maybe you don't I'd say if you're an automotive mechanic if you're a technician and you have no family you're an orphan you will not be able to understand what I'm talking about but if you come from a family such as mine where there's several people who own several cars and they are in all kinds of varying states of repair. Then you will find that your family is the worst set of customers that you will ever fucking have. Because some of them, some of them will be cool. Some of them will be cool. And you know, if if, you, if they call you, they'll say, "Oh, you know, can you can you take a look at my car? I need, you know, it's it's doing this." And then they offer to pay you. Okay. So that's a family member worth having around. Somebody who knows that your time is valuable. Somebody who knows that, you know, you do this for a living. And if you do it for them, you're going to have to have some food or some money, anything, anything literally in exchange for your time. But you will also have members of your family who feel like that you owe them. And maybe you do. Maybe you don't. Even if you do, you really don't. And when they say, can you look at my car? What they're really saying is, can you fix my car for free? And that's the worst customer in the world, folks. That's it right there in in a microcosm. The worst customer in the world, whether it's family or not, actually, is somebody who wants you to fix their car for them for free. I think that we should take them out and just shoot them, okay? Because they don't go to the doctor and tell the doctor that they want the doctor to see them for free. They don't talk, they don't call a lawyer and go see a lawyer and want the lawyer to work for them for free. They don't go to the grocery store and fucking say, oh, you know, I need six items, but I only want to pay for four, It doesn't fucking happen. I don't know why, why in the world people think that I would work on their car for free. So when they imply, and family will do this, when they imply that I would work for free or when they just assume that I will work for free, that's when I want to divorce my family. And I'm just talking about, you know, I'm not talking about a wife or even my own kids. I'm talking about my nephew's, talking about my brother's uh, I'm not even talking about uncles or aunts. So, I mean I could have a much larger family. and you may have a much larger family. You may also have a much larger problem with this. And if you have a large family, say you're Italian and you're Catholic, you probably have fucking ninety cousins and fifteen uncles and and sixteen aunts and uh, you know four obviously four grandparents, two parents, and, and there's nephews and nieces all over the place, and they know you're a mechanic. Oh my God. I would have to put a bullet in my head. I would have to tell him, you can't bring your shit over to my house. I will not look at it. Fuck that. I do not work on family. You would have to do that because it is going to swing right out of control. I unfortunately only have one person in my family who really breaks my balls about working on his shit for free. And uh, part of the reason I moved halfway across the country was to get the fuck away from him. So there's that. And actually... Uh, He's upset. I know he's upset about me leaving because he asked me if I was going to be living across the country permanently or if I was coming back because he doesn't like to pay for car repairs because he doesn't feel like he should if he has a brother who does them. Is there a good way to avoid bad customers? There really isn't. You just have to kind of. And, and it sucks, too, because as technicians, we don't really have uh, the people skills that you might have if you were a service advisor. And quite frankly, some of them don't have people skills either. But, but if you have people skills and you're good at judging people, you know, you can go ahead and do something for somebody and have them pay you later. But uh, a lot of times I would say get paid up front. And if somebody starts accusing you of not fixing their shit right or, uh, you know, jury rigging something or maybe even uh, breaking it or ripping them off. Just uh, go ahead and punch those people right in the fucking face and say, fuck you. Take your car to another shop. Take your car to another dealership. Take your car to another mechanic. Go fuck yourself, you cheap son of a bitch. You fucking lying sack of shit. That's how I feel about it. We work too fucking hard and we work too honestly to have to put up with that shit. And I don't suggest that you do that at all. And make sure that you get paid for what you do. Make sure that you get paid. Don't give somebody the keys for their car if they say to you, I'll pay you next week. Eh. You'll get your fucking keys next week when I get my money. End of sentence. It's not negotiable because there's one really, really good way to end up getting fucked on a repair, and that's to give somebody their keys with a promise that they'll pay you later. Because guess what? They fucking won't. And if you got family, just tell them to go to hell. Change your number. Maybe get a different cell phone. Give them that number and never answer it. You know, I'm serious. It it can it can end up being hell. So that's enough advice from your Uncle Jimmy. Remember, there's bad people out there. There's good people out there. And it's tough to sort them out. Assume they're bad. I would assume that they're bad right off the bat. That's going to keep you from, from getting screwed, okay? Don't give them the benefit of the doubt, really. I mean... You know, if you feel like you can trust them, you can make a good judgment, so be it. But uh, I would definitely be cautious. All right. That's just uh, some advice from your Uncle Jimmy. We're going to sign off now. Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, and all those. Maybe you got some stories about how customers uh, gave it to you in the back end without a reach around or anything like that. Uh, I'll hear those too. I I, want to hear them so I can tell people what to look out for. In the meantime, this is your Uncle Jimmy signing off. See you.